Yeah, that's like the second time we done this. <laughs> Ryan G. <laughs> Sova Sneakers. S-O-V-A Sneakers with A-Z. Oh, yeah, where you go to get your highlights of the week. Yeah, I already know. Some light, some light. <laughs> nah, but for real, how y'all doing today? We just, <laughs> we just coming to y'all. Another episode of Faith Fridays. Just giving y'all an update on Faith. You know, um, yes, sir. I do want to start this off by saying, uh, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Yes. You know, um, we all know who he was as a basketball player, you know, and, and, and the drive and, determ- and the determination of who he was on the court and who he was every day in his life, mm-hmm. you know, and and we all took aspects and pieces from our life from Kobe, even if you're, even, I, I'm not a basketball player. A lot of people aren't basketball players, you know, but everybody always took a piece or a fraction out of Kobe who he was as a player and who he was as a person and what we seen on the TV screen. Right. You know, because, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to touch on that a little bit, you know what I'm saying, like I was just saying like how, how like a lot of us wasn't really, you know, um, raised on a, in a two-parent household, you know, um, sometimes dad wasn't, if dad wasn't around or mom wasn't around, they just turn on the TV and let us watch TV, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, so being male or female, all you do is just watch the TV, and if you're watching sports, and we all grew up on our childhood NBA player who was Kobe Bryant, you know, we all see the drive, the determination, the hustle, the um, the intuition, like, the wit that he had for what he, on how he carried himself on the court, and what he did as a player, and what he did as a person, and even now, since he retired, of who he was as a man, and, and how he... You know, talk to his daughters on the court, like mm-hmm. just a little, just yeah. about a couple months earlier. I mean, a couple months earlier, like I'm, I know I'm on Twitter and everything, and there was a viral, a viral, a viral photo. I mean, a photo, a video of Kobe teaching Gigi, his daughter, the bat, the game of basketball courtside. You know what I'm saying? Like a father daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just admire that because I don't have a child yet. You know what I'm saying? But that was something that I desired of how. He was able to speak to his daughter in that particular role of just nurturing her and caring for her and showing her the way. You know what I'm saying? I know you got mm-hmm. a kid. You know what I'm saying? So you. Yeah, before, yeah. Before, I, I do want to say this real quick though. Um, before we go, I just want to say rest in peace to not just to Kobe, but all nine people that passed away at the site. You know, which was Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, Christina Maurer, John Altobelli, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and the pilot Ara Dobayan. You know what I'm saying? So like that whole, the whole spill of all of them just passing away like that. It's it's, it's a sad tragedy, you know. Um, but like I was saying, um, just having the father daughter relationship and Ryan, you want to touch on that? Man, I thought you were gonna let me talk, man. <laughs> he just talked the whole spill, man. Hold on, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely rest in peace to Kobe, man. Is is real, real tragic <laughs> loss, real sudden loss. It's always um, a crazy like freak accident when someone that young passes away due to um, like a plane crash or something like that. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, when you when you deal with stuff like that, it's a shock. And especially with somebody who's a public figure like Kobe Bryant, uh, it's definitely a shock to the people. So um, that that immediate sense of uh, d- uh, like loss and desperation and fear, anger, sadness, all that comes out at once, you know, so, but I mean, with that being said, definitely rest in peace. Um, me being a father, I know you want me to touch on that. Um, 
it automatically puts things in perspective when you're talking about when you're dealing with like your children. And um, he lost his he Kobe passed away and his daughter passed away. So I know the mother and the other sisters are really feeling that thing. So you know, I really want to pray for them, have everybody pray for them. But um, that that sense of just hopelessness, like you, like because it's like I know me. I automatically now know how my mother thought or how 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 your parents think when you stay out late. You know, when you stay out late and you think and your parents sitting up waiting for you, even though you call them and be like, yeah, I'm coming home or you call them and be like, yeah, I'm on the way. You automatically I, I'm just automatically put into the other role. The role switch. So it was now like like when my son gets hurt, like he's one, he's getting ready to be two. So he's starting to get those bumps and bruises and things like that. So when you start to get that, it's like, man, that don't really hurt. And just me, you know, the, like looking ahead. You know, when he late, even like nine o'clock is late now. If you think about it, because I'm getting, I'm getting older. Nine right. o'clock is late, so he, <laughs> people talking about be back before twelve. You better be back right. before nine. <laughs> but no, nah, it's 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 real. It, it puts things really in perspective, man. So you know, my heart really goes out to that family, all the families that lost mm-hmm. um, their loved one, and like like I said, if them being public figures and things like that, it it really it really hurts. And also losing your child, mm-hmm. but you know. Me being a, a father, you know, the way of the world is that the the, the parent goes before the child, mm-hmm. but you know, them going simultaneously and then ha- having the the mother having to deal with that, right. yeah, having to having to having to you know, it, it's got to be tough, man. So like I said, my heart goes out to them, and you know, I'll continue to pray for them. Please do, because. I just, that's just like, I'm not even a father. That's the crazy part. I'm like, I would rather me die than my daughter to die with me, you of know? Course. And it's just, a, that, it's just a sad thing, but at least at least we know in the final seconds that she did have her father to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's in the final seconds. And we, it just is such a, a horrific tragedy. And I think us as believers, you know, and, and sh- should hold on. Even as unbelievers, you still have to have some type of sympathy, some, you know what I'm saying? Or some type of consolation towards them, you know what I'm saying, like, towards the situation, even if you don't know, never heard of the situation before, never heard of Kobe before, like, he was monumental. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was Uncle Phil, you know? This is is who we grew up on. This is who shaped shaped our landscape of of determination, of work ethic. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's who shaped our, our work ethic. We've been through, like, even if you think about some of the players now, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've been talking about it in the NBA community, or like all the basketball players coming out, how how much he meant to them and how to get to get them to where they at right now, like Trey Young, Luca, Giannis, you know what I'm saying? Even Kobe, LeBron. LeBron, yeah. So, all of these people were affected by the mentorship of Kobe, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, Kobe led a whole generation of people, right? You know, to, to be into NBA. Superstar them, right? You know, so right. You were talking about Uncle Phil, like even like you think about um, what J Cole said. He said, um, "What did he say? I can't remember." He said, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real, you the only father that I ever knew." And that's crazy. Like mm-hmm. you think about it, because like you were talking about how people grew up on these celebrity figures. Right. You know, these are people who they learn. Like you said, they they learn from them. They learn their determination from them. A lot of people. 
who didn't have fathers but would look to people like Kobe to say, okay, how does he play basketball? You know, mm-hmm. how does he conduct himself on and off the court? Mm-hmm. And these are things that people took from, you know, and they, they apply to their life. So, I know, for people to look at Kobe as a father or, you know, like even, you know, because they have to in order to, you know, keep pressing on, you know, and keep and keep not really think about themselves as being handicapped without a father. You know, so they grab things like people like Kobe and they grab people like Uncle Phil and they they learn things from them. So I believe that, too, as well. Like, I think God is perfect in all that he does because God knew there was going to be a lack of fathers in the world. Because fathers were going to abandon a, a lot of a lot of fathers were going to abandon their roles, and also mothers were going to have to be provide and nurture, which means that they couldn't be, you know, what I'm saying one. They had to be one or the other. So they, they took upon the the the, 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 the um, burden of being both. Well, some people were raised by their grandmas or in foster homes or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And God still God like okay, I'm going to still I'm going to install this person. He's going to be an NBA player because God birthed him to be an NBA player. You know what I'm saying? And God installed all these good qualities into him of how he carried himself, his drive and his determination of saying, hey, I knew there was going to be like fathers in the, fathers in the world, a, mentor, a lot of mentor, lack of a lack of mentors as well. So I'm going to instill this in him so they would see it on the TV screen because what they getting out, what they supposed to get at home, they're not getting, you know. So for all the bad stuff that's on TV and a lot of, you know what I'm saying, negativity and you got a lot of crazy stuff on TV, they mm-hmm. still see this one shining light and it would know, and it would help them to go forth. Right. No, and no. Um, a lot of people a lot of people don't even realize that like a lot of young basketball players don't even realize how much they're going to influence people who they never even met before. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing that that Kobe did. He influenced a, a, a multitude of, right. of people, young kids, even people that's in the NBA now. Right. And he never even thought that he would reach, you know, he just thought he was playing basketball. He mm-hmm. just thought he was doing you know, what he loved to do. But he, you know, um unknowingly uh, inspired a generation. And we can see that in the outpouring of love that he's getting on um, <clears throat> on Instagram and on social media and, and, and in life. Um, let me, let me uh, introduce this to you. Uh, Proverbs 12, verse 8 says, A sensible person wins admiration, but a warped-minded, a warped mind is uh, despised. So it's pretty much saying that, you know, a lot of people... Even even uh, a lot of Christians mm, can say that's good. a lot of yeah, Christians what, what can yeah. That? Um, that's uh, the New Living Translation. Say, say oh, that oh, that's um, Proverbs twelve, verse uh, eight. It says a sensible person wins admiration, but a warped mind is despised. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that again, different in a different version. Mm. I have a New International Version. A person is praised according to their prudence, and one with a warped mind is despised. So you, you can go, I just want to say that that prudence part. Cause I, I ain't gonna lie, I didn't know what that word meant. Yeah, <laughs> oh, prudence. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one so. um, but uh, yeah, but um, it's just uh, it just goes to show, like, cause even even some Christians, like even me, sometimes you reading the word and you get a little bit of uh, you like, oh man, why they why these people love these dudes so much? Or you know, what I'm saying the word says, you know, if if you follow me, you'll be hated just like Jesus. But it also says right here that if you do the right thing and if you're admirable, I mean, you're if you, if you're uh, a person who's sensible, then you gain admiration. So people, not all the time, will look at a person who is loved by the world as a bad person. You know, people who are loved by the world sometimes, you know, and if they give their life to Christ, you know, only He knows. 
But you know, if you find out, if you find somebody who is admired by the world and who is also uh, believes in God, then you know that's that's a blessing. That's not just you know. Oh, that's not just a <laughs> that's just, that's not just um, a bad thing. Um, so you know, who knows? You know, who knows about Kobe's story? You know, we we never know if he you know prayed to God or we don't we don't know. But um, we just have to have faith in in God and 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 the people that God placed you know in our lives to be mentors like that. You know, to to really recognize him. Yeah, yeah. I believe he, I believe he was. Um, I believe he did believe in Jesus by the way as well. I've been reading some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I do I do want to say this though. Sometimes we we look at you know what I'm saying the aspect of death of where you know what I'm saying where we should bring in hell and heaven. You know what I'm saying like when people talk about hell and heaven, hell and heaven, it's a it's a very surreal thing to talk about. Um, you know what I'm saying, but it. But sometimes, like, in our community, you know what I'm saying, like, if we, it's like, for example, um, I learned this today of where, um, let's say that your uncle or your aunt or mom or dad or brother or sister passed away and they weren't saved, you know what I'm saying, and if the, um, if the preacher come up to you and, you know what I'm saying, in the midst of the sermon, be like, was well, this person saved? And like, if you want to say, like, yes or no, you know it's no, but, like, mm-hmm. was that the right time to introduce that? You know what I'm saying? That into thought, yeah. that thought into that person's mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there, there's a time and place for everything. Like, a time to like the Bible talks about time to weep, time to mourn. Right. You know, and like even Jesus. Well, I learned that this week. Well, I do. We've been with Jesus, but but like into this in this conversation, I heard this conversation from somebody else. You know, so I think it's important. And I think it's wise to, you know, what I'm saying to have compassion for people. Like Ryan, me and Ryan had a conversation earlier, and we was talking about just having compassion. And no, we didn't. No, yeah, we did. How is it? We talk about that. <laughs> but like, just have a compassion of, of for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think it's important too to recognize as well, um, is to live like we're going to die. Mm. For example, let's say that tomorrow you went to the doctor and the doctor said you only have two years left to live. Um, this cancer that you have, this is cancer, it's terminal. You have two years left to live, and I would be surprised if you even make it through the year. Like, and, and God, and you pray and ask God, I need a miracle, God, I want to live. And God said, prepare your affairs. Your time is coming. Like, mm. what would you do if that happened to you? Like, God <coughs> says, I'm transitioning you home. Prepare your affairs. Like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, me, you know what I'm saying? I asked Ryan, what would you do? What man, did you say earlier? I said, man, my whole, I changed my whole life. <laughs> you know, like, and I think that's important that we talk about that because if we live like we're going to die, then the hope of life and the hope of Jesus Christ comes more alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if we live like we're going to die, we would start making, we will prepare our affairs, prepare our affairs better. We would try to eat better. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the doctor say, you, better, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't have to wait to the doctor till you get diabetes to say, hey, you know, get yourself together. Now nah, you need to get it together now. You know what I mean? So like. Mm-hmm. With getting your health right, um, you know what I'm saying, preparing like preparing yourself for like to give your stuff to your family, give your stuff to your children if you have children, and leaving right. an inheritance. Right. You know what I'm saying. Biblically, people left an inheritance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they left an inheritance for their like, like if, they, if that was to happen back in the day, it was like, you know what I'm saying, back in the old biblical times. Like I'm leaving this, I'm leaving this farm to my son. Like 
I don't, I don't have, I'm leaving a legacy for my son. My son will inherit the farm. He will inherit the animals. And, you know, he will inherit the cattle on a thousand hills. He will inherit this because this is what I'm leaving behind. Right. As of right now, let me gather. Right. You know what I'm saying? As a mother, let me gather. Let me give my daughter all this knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if we live to the point like we're going to die, then, then life will become more real to us. You know, and I think that's wrong with a lot of things these days. People don't live like we're going to die. We live in the moment. We live as if we're not going to die. And if we live as if we're not going to die, <laughs> yeah. then we... Then we're we never going to be prepared. <laughs> and we don't live like the word is eternal. Right. You know what I'm saying? The word is eternal, and we, li- and we ignore the word, but the word of God stands eternal, and the word of God does not move. That is the only thing that's living. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus, didn't, like Jesus didn't die. He conquered death. Yeah. And Jesus trained. He said, I'm not leaving you. I'm just changing forms. I learned that from Stephen Kirchner this week because he <laughs> talked about that. I just like the way he worded it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he talked about that. He was like, I'm not leaving. Jesus has said, I'm not leaving you. You know, I'm just changing forms. And Jesus walked off after he left the disciples. Right. You know what I'm saying? He walked off. I'm just changing forms. But if we live like we're going to die, the hope of Jesus Christ and life comes more real to us. And we prepare, we prepare our affairs. We will be more dedicated at our, at our job. And if you're looking to seek entrepreneurship, you will look more to get out of debt. You will look more to establish a relationship with your parents, with your sisters, your brothers, your family. You will look to give love to people regardless of the situation. You know? Agreed. Agreed. You know? I feel like That's I was going to roll there. Yeah, you, you, you was on your soapbox. No, I'm you, was on your, you was on your soapbox, man. You was on your you soapbox. Know, but I do want to say this, though. Uh, and I even got scripture to go with what I, to go with what I said. Psalms 90, verse, verse 12 says, teach us to number our days, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. If we live to the point like we're going to die, then we will live for the hope of Jesus Christ. We will live for the hope of the eternal mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the temporary. The things <coughs> that are temporary, like they, trans- they, they won't transform to what's eternal. But right. the things that you do for Christ, I got to speak Ryan's language. The things you do for Christ will last. That's so. a fact, man. So yeah, so that's that's a fact. Um, what I want to say, uh, what I want to say is kind of like uh, we also have to be kind of mindful not to um, not to idolize a lot of people. Um, you know, right now, like uh, Mike and I were talking, um, right now is a time for mourning. Right now, the family is mourning, so. The word says mourn with those who are mourning, you know, or mourn. And you, they, whoever mourns, they will be comforted. You know, that's the Beatitudes in uh, Matthew 5. But, um, you know, we also have to not uh, be careful not to idolize. Yeah, we also have to be careful not to idolize, you know, and just, you know, just be careful that, you know, we're not putting people on the pedestal so high. You know, Kobe was a great dude. He was a great mentor, um, had a, a loving father, a loving husband, you know. But uh, I wouldn't want anybody to look at me as an idol, you know, because of what I do, or because I even uh, <clears throat> because I even follow Jesus, you know. Even uh, Apostle Paul said, "Who are who are the the, the uh, followers of uh, Paul? Who are the followers of uh, you know? I guess the, who's the other guy? Apollos. We have to follow. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. But we have to, you know. But we gotta follow Jesus, you know. We don't follow." And the shoe of the week, the shoe uh, Friday Funk is uh, the Kobe Bryant Grinch Sixes. Uh, a little special uh, Friday Funk for y'all, man.